fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Yeah, you don't know who to believe, do you? Everybody's all up in a roar over the, uh, the Roe versus Wade thing. And, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here a little bit. But let's not get our – let's not get the cart before the horses or however that, that thing goes, Father, uh, folks. There's um, – um, we have to understand that uh, this was a bomb that was released to try to wake up all the crazies. This is, this is the finest example of jury tampering you'll ever, you'll ever see. If, in fact, this, uh, what's been released is legitimate, and Roe versus Wade is about to be overturned, and, uh, you know, some evidence that they, lo- they love to release these kind of things on the last day of the court, which is like, I think it's like June 26th. But somebody leaked it because they wanted to get the crazies out in front of the Supreme Court, which, by the way, is happening today. It's not going to work because Craig and Myron, those guys already staked, already staked the Supreme Court. So that kingdom, that kingdom is coming down. Uh, I got some stuff I want to talk about regarding that. Uh, uh, I got a, got a great show. got a great show planned today. So, so before I get into it, I'm going to let Myra do her thing, get us up and rolling and running here. Uh, here's the theme. If I can give you a theme for today, okay? Here's the theme. Spencer, pull up... Uh, says, love death. Pull that up there, Spencer. Here's your verse for today, folks. We're going to see the left, the God-hating Luciferian left. Apart from Christ, your heart can be so wicked. You see it, Spence? Okay. He find, uh, Wicked heart. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all men, above all things. Who can know what the Bible says? And that's why the psalmist said, I think it was the psalmist that says, created me a clean heart. You need a recreated heart. If you have just a natural heart, your natural heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. You get that, friends? You you understand the depth and the significance of that? And so we're dealing with people who have a deceitfully wicked heart. Their heart is so deceitfully wicked that they think doing bad is doing good. Why do they think doing bad is doing good? Because mainly they all look at it from a selfish point of view. My body, my choice. The same thing the devil said when uh, when he was trying to build his own kingdom. Uh, thanks, Michelle. Michelle, send me some notes here. Uh, can I get it up there, Spencer? Are we able to get that thing up there? Because I, the verse of the day, okay, verse of the day before Myra gets reading it, is Proverbs 8, 36. Here it is. Here it is, folks. Write this down. Write this date down. Craig, write this date down out there. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. Think about that now. You sin against the Lord, you wrong your own soul. Look at this. All they that hate me love death. Now, you tell me that isn't going on all across America. You think Fauci loves loves Jesus? You think Bill Gates loves Jesus? You think those guys in the new NWO or DNA, you think any of those people in a high elected offices love Jesus? Jesus has been vamoosed. Jesus has been excommunicated. Jesus has been driven. The truth has been driven from the body politic in America. And what is left? All those who hate him, and they love death. That's, 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 your, that's your verse of the day, verse of the week, verse of the month, verse of the year. That's what we're fighting against, right? Boom. So their wicked hearts tell them that their life, without natural affection, without natural affection, 
That little wife I have up there for 42 years would lay down her life for anybody in her family. She would lay down her life for her grandbabies. She would lay down her life for your grandbabies. Why? She's full of love. She loves life, not her own. She doesn't love her own life. She loves the lives of others. And see, the confusion is, as I said earlier, without natural affection. Can you imagine, boys and girls, can you imagine any woman in America with a born baby killing that baby, permitting that baby to be killed, making the decision herself to take her baby, her four-month, five-month-old child, take him to the doctor and have the doctor inject them with a solution that would kill them. No, 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 nobody would ever do that. They wouldn't do that. Even the most callous leftists, and maybe some of those Luciferians, maybe they would, right? But when you don't know Christ, you lose everything that have to do with it. They love death, not their own death. No, no, they don't love their own death. They love the death of others without natural affection. One of the evidence of a cold, dead reprobate heart. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing it in America today. Uh, get ready, Myra. Get right to you. They're already at the Supreme Court screaming. Uh, it's of jury tampering at its finest, friends. Jury tampering at its finest. But they know <clears throat> they know which way. See, it's from what I read, it's minimum 5-4. They still don't know where which side of it Roberts is going to come down on the great conservative Roberts, where he's going to come down. If Roberts comes down, it's 6-3. It's 6-3. And you know this, don't you? That in today's modern world, for all those who love science, in today's modern world, science proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is a live human being. And the only way that it will ever, ever, see, the only decision that the Supreme Court could ever have reached, it's a live human being. This isn't 1973 when we didn't have ultrasounds. This is in 1970. You know, people are, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, people are lining up to adopt babies. You know that? You, know, you can't even get a baby. You know that 70 million of them are being murdered worldwide every year. 70 million being murdered. Do you think we don't know how, it's not 1973. You think we don't know how to avoid getting pregnant? Right? 1973, pill wasn't really up and running so much. People didn't. People were screwing like rabbits and producing babies, and we didn't know what abortion was all about. And so they, the Supreme Court gave the woman a right to abortion. There's no, there's no, hey, look, are you looking at me? There's no reason to ever get pregnant today unless you want to. There's no reason. We know exactly how to prevent, uh, prevent uh, uh, conception. But we've used abortion as birth control. Instead of taking a pill, they just kill it without natural affection. I'm going to get into more of it there. I want to get that off my chest real quickly. All those who hate me love death. Go ahead and press in, Myra. I will be on our two, Coach. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, 13, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are Amen. over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to Coach Dave Haddle and open our hearts to you. Proverbs uh, 2.13, to do justice and judgment is more Amen. acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. See, read that again, Myra. Read that again. I will be happy to. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Amen. Proverbs 11.14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Amen. Isaiah 118, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. 
Yeah, so your absolutely. sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Mark 4.22 For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. 1 Timothy 4, <clears throat> now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, having hid to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Luke uh, 12, 53, the father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the closing birth for uh, Tuesday, May the 3rd, Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our released anointing that breaks the power of evil unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. So one of the most important in all of the world is Second Chronicles 7.14. <clears throat> if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then they'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sins and heal their land. It has been an excuse to sit on our... <clears throat> it has been an excuse to sit on our ass. Huh? That, folks, that's what it is. Just humble yourselves and pray. That's, that's, the, that's the verse of cowards. And my... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Okay, well, that's all we got to do then. Okay, cool, cool. Cool, right? No, 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 there's more to it than that. And, uh, we have a, this other, <clears throat> are you looking at me? They don't fear the church. They don't fear the church. I can tell you this right now. United States Supreme Court, if they were going to keep abortion legal, they're not sitting in their in their homes. They're not sitting in their chambers worrying about whether the Christians are going to come with pitchforks and torches. They're not worried about that. Because Christians don't do that, right? No, no. They're sitting in their homes. They're checking their emails. They're looking out their window wondering if any of the crazies are going to come to them. Any of those God-hating, those who love death. So unless we realize that the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord's people is the beginning of wisdom. So I'm going to tie those together again. The fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord's people. We're at war. And if we don't understand that we're at war, we're never going to win it. And now, now the solution is not for all of us to show up at the Supreme Court. They got 500 and we have 1,000 and we chant back and forth like a bunch of idiots. That's, that's, that's not the solution. See, we're already way behind the game. We're already way behind it. We never play like they play. I can promise you this. Behind the scenes, the Luciferians have been redoubling their efforts to guarantee that Roe versus Wade would continue to be the law of the land. But the truth of the matter is they have no science and no truth on their side. They can't even make an argument that it's not a baby anymore. The only way they're able to make that argument <clears throat> is because the 18, 19, and 20-year-old high school-educated kids coming out of college or getting, going to college, they believe that propaganda. Any grown person, <clears throat> any grown woman, any grown adult knows that's a human being, any grown one. For the Supreme Court to be able to maintain any, any semblance of any credibility, they have to overturn Roe versus Wade. They have to, friends. They have to. I mean, you you can't sit you can't sit around and watch doctors go in and medically work on a baby in the womb and not call it a human being. So abortion is about unwanted children. That's what it's about. It's not it's not about it's not about children. It's about unwanted children. 
And the truth is there are millions of parents and people out there who want to adopt children. All those who hate me, love death, that has become the policy of the American government. Somebody can say amen on that one, because I'm going to say it again. All those who hate me, love death, that is the policy of the American government. And why is it the policy of the American government? Because Christians have walked away from government. Christians have walked away from positions of authority. And our pastors have told us, don't get mixed. Don't mix the two. Don't mix religion and politics. Let the Supreme Court and the leftists, let them rule baby killing legal. And we'll just pray for the rapture. That's been the attitude of the church. Love y'all. Just have, I got I to get, get that out of me. Michelle said, uh, hey, big Norm. Coach Norm went through his surgery great last night. Yesterday, had it done in about two hours. I spoke to I didn't I spoke to his wife. I didn't speak to speak to Coach E, but he's on he's on his way to full recovery. Thank God. Appreciate everybody that, that prayed for for uh, Coach Norm. Um, Michelle sent me them. Last Evangelist coming up this weekend. Get your tickets. Uh, well, I didn't send that link to you today. You guys are aware, but just go to the Last Evangelist. And even if you can't go, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. And support what David Heaven is doing. They're having a full day down there. A lot of great stuff going on. That's this Saturday. Don't don't miss that. Uh, let me see. Let me see one more thing here. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, coach, come on, Coach. That's not. That's it right there. Uh, Betty's Betty's events not on the calendar yet. If you're going to be part of hers on Memorial Day weekend, May 27, 28, get it's it is on the calendar. I just reserve your hotels. You can cancel them later. Okay. But she's got a block of rooms for us, and we'll get more information to it. Uh, May 27, okay, did that, did that, did that. Cool. Jury tampering going on. That's what we see right now. Also, Craig, how are you doing out there today? Craig, you asleep today? Craig's always always listening to us. Craig, not not to ask about Abdemeyer. I'm not talking about Zero Craig. Zero Craig did an unbelievable job yesterday on our Brideon show. If you didn't get a chance to see it, it's posted at Coach Dave Live. And uh, he did it without yeah, even using – he didn't need any zeros. He didn't, you didn't, he didn't say zero not one time. But uh, I got I to give Craig – Craig, are you, are you there, Craig? Which Craig? <laughs> that one. You, you but you. Because, uh, I was, I was kind of fascinated yesterday, uh, Craig about your knowledge of dates and times and the significance of it. Can you talk about that a little bit, Craig? Like when we went to Georgia Guidestones, it was on the anniversary of the, of the, the um, Mayflower, Mayflower Compact. And what significant, what significant one's buzzing around us today, Craig? Well, I mean, uh, I owe that to Chuck Mesler because Chuck Mesler always said, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that, that doesn't have significant meaning. <clears throat> And when I read on Exodus that they left 430 years to the day that they came down to Egypt, uh, I realized that there's these there's these points that God does, and, and it's a way of kind of accenting accenting His authority. <coughs> In other words, you know, if you can make something happen, you know, it's like uh, you know uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, I can beat him with one hand tied behind my back, and, and so. I just started paying attention to that, and I realized, wow, there's <clears throat> there seems to be a lot of a lot of truth to this. So I just pay attention to it. It's, you, you can overplay it, but you can also, if you ignore it, you're you do that to your detriment. And Craig, by the way, numbers, dates, times mean things to the left too, to the satan satanists, doesn't don't they? And we're not we're not aware of that. Right? Yeah. To them, it means something. So you know, it's just like the soldiers, you know, that understood the Muslim beliefs, you know, we would laugh at them, but they're like, Hey, they believe them. So we better take it seriously. Not know your enemy, it, right? but they take it seriously. So, yeah. Know your enemy, know your enemy. So folks, listen, uh, if you didn't see Craig, see the show, we got it at uh, coachdavelive.com because as, as I was walking through some of that stuff yesterday, I became amazed again, Craig, at, you know, of the places we have already staked, the places we've already gone our crew, we, I mean, we've been doing some amazing things. Now, can, are, can we be bold enough to say that what we've done has had some impact? Well, if you believe what the Word says, then we have to believe it's had some impact, right? But we also have to believe this, that 
the day that you go and you stake a place or the day that you go and you pray over something, the day that you go somewhere and you declare the, the Lord's sovereignty over that place, folks, it's not like McDonald's. It doesn't change the next day. It's part of tearing down those foundations. It takes a while for those foundations to crumble. One, one pillar goes and another pillar goes and another pillar goes. And one of the points that I tried to make on the Brideon show yesterday was this very, very simple question. <clears throat> I'm going to rephrase this as not as a question, but bring it to a question. With everything going on around us and all the shows and all the podcasts and everybody watching everybody there telling us this is going on, there's no food and this and this and this and this, I ask a very simple question. What are we going to do about it? Because, the, the, folks, that, that's, the, that's the only question that matters. What are we going to do about it? Question number one, can we do anything about it? And number two, what are we going to do about it? And if we can do something about it, what are we going to do about it? So what do we see the left do? Why the left, the Luciferians, abortion, they hate life so much that some uh, law clerk released the decision They'll do an investigation. They'll find out who he is. He'll lose, lose his law license. He'll be disbarred. He'll, he'll, now, he'll be a hero to the left, right? But you know what he did? He said, hey, we're losing this sucker. Somebody's got to do something. Somebody's going to do something. What do we do on the right? The judges bring down an ungodly decision, and we say, oh, well, let's elect some more Republicans. There's never any consequences to evil actions in America. That's one of the big things we're fighting. Now, we've got to ask again, ask ourselves, well, what does that look like? What does that look like? How do we respond? How are we supposed to respond to evil actions? What are we supposed to do? That was the question that I asked yesterday to start on off our Brideon show. And then we went through a litany of things that Craig had done. What are you doing, doing locally, right where you live? What are you doing? Not who are you talking to, not who are you ban- bannering back for, not what, vid- not what podcasts are you watching. What are you doing with the information you learn? What are you doing right where you are? Are you staking places? Are you hey, doing talks? <laughs> are you doing any of that kind of stuff? Or are you just a, no, just a podcaster? I just listen to podcasts. Boy, it sure getting bad. Hey, did you see that guy? Oh, look, look at this video. Hey, did you see? Oh, look at this video. Okay, I get I get it. I get it. Okay, I get it. What are we going to do? That's the toughest question we have to ask. Go ahead, Craig. Well, it's way beyond me. Okay, it's a Maryland Salt Mike Brigade. I, I'm just blessed to be the person that seems to be on the front side of it. So it's as many people that are doing it. But one thing I just, you know, I was reading in Mark today, and you know that. I sent you something. But, yeah. you know, I was reading in Chapter 6, and, and this is interesting. Oh, when Jesus, hang on, when hang Jesus, on Craig. I'll, Craig, hang on. I'm going, to, I'm going to have him pull that up. It's it's the one that just says IMG-2683. Uh, pull down there. There it is. Craig sent me this this morning. Go ahead, Craig. Well, anyways, I was reading in, in Mark because I had used that actually yesterday. I talked about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus came across three demons. So I just kind of kept reading the chapter, the rest of the, the book this morning. <laughs> but it's interesting when you come to Chapter 6, you know, he – he, he comes into his own, right? And they don't recognize him. And then this is Jesus says, hey, uh, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in mm. his own house. And then, you know, this kind of just stuck out. I've heard this before, but I just it just rang with me. It says, now he could do no mighty work there except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And, <clears> and what I realized there is, is the Lord is like, he's looking for someone to work through. And basically yes. what he said, there's no faith there. I got to move on. And yep. that's what I think we have to grasp. And the things that we're doing is we're just doing things out of faith and letting the Lord do the outcomes. It's the Lord's outcomes. We just have to walk in the faith and he'll, fi- he'll finish the rest of the sentence. Amen. So, Craig, you wrote down in your Bible, January 7th, 2022, Supreme Court. What happened there, Craig? Well, I woke up and I was just doing my studies. That was a Sunday. And they were getting ready to make that decision about, uh, you know, 100 people, companies and stuff like that. And and the Lord just said, um, you need to go down there, one, for your own self-interest. I work at a company over 100. And two, just for other people. And so I got a hold of my grandson. And I said, we're going to go down there and do this. And he, he wanted to do it. And we went around there and we, we prayed. We took certain verses. Uh, this was one of them that I did that I want 
I wanted the Supreme Court and the people that worked in there to start fearing God. That's what I asked for. I said, Lord, will you start letting them fear you instead of man, instead of media, <laughs> culture? And I just said, Lord, you figure it out. Therefore, Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Isn't it amazing that Herod feared John? That's what it says, doesn't it? Hey, folks, shouldn't the Supreme Court be fearing us? Don't we have it backwards? Shouldn't? Why is the Supreme Court fearing the left? Hmm? So my old, my old buddy John told me, he said, Coach, don't ever tell them not to be afraid. They should be afraid. They should be afraid of us. Come on in, Gus, Craig, Southern, come on in. Craig, you coming in? Hung up. Sorry, Coach, I didn't know my hand was up. All right, cool. So uh, uh, I don't. I don't want to labor on this too long, okay? But I think this is this is absolutely critical. And uh, all those who hate me love death. That's what we're fighting about. You know what? Church doesn't. Church doesn't love life. The church doesn't love life, friends. We're pro life, but we don't. We don't love life. We don't. It's election day. Get out there and vote. Crazy things going on. Um, Emma, come on in. In my opinion, if just the retired people in America, now let me let me rephrase it, just the retired people in Pataskala and mm. the churches there around would go to the abortion mill on East Main Street just just one day of the week or choose a day when we really make a difference. I think we could close that abortion center. In, in just a few days, because now right. they don't have now they don't have death courts. Now they had a policeman at the door. Well, I wonder if that happened because I was standing partway in the driveway, and, and this death court said, "You can't block you can't block the clinic entrance." I said, "Oh, where's your cop?" Well, I haven't seen her since, but there's the cop. So. I just, I just think we could make a big difference. Well, of course we can. I, I want to encourage you, though. <clears throat> I don't know why I got a rasp, raspy throat. So sorry. We're winning. I'm going to show you some evidence that we're winning, by the way. We are. Come on in, Brett. <clears throat> hey, good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. Calling plays is what you do so well, and that is such an encouragement to me. We can take that scripture and make assignments in your hometown and go to the superintendent. And not a not hundred people one time, but one person a hundred days in a row. Go to that superintendent. If you go in your schools and you see a rainbow flag, go to that sodomite and give them that scripture every day. Amen, because sodomy is a lifestyle. It's not a death style. It's not a lifestyle. It's not death. It's not, folks, listen. Sodomy is fruitless. Fruitless, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. You can have sex, anal sex, your whole life and never produce life. In fact, you pro- probably produce death. And, Coach, the play is sheer scripture. Hey, don't get mad at me. I believe the Bible every word. I, uh, Sir, I wanted to give you the scripture. Ma'am, I want to give you the scripture. Pastor, uh, you might not have read the scripture. I'm giving it to you. Because he who sinneth against me hates me. Right. All those who hate me love death. All those who hate me love death. And he who sinneth against me hate me. It's a, it, wow. What a, what a, it's profound. I've got stuff to get to. Randy. By the okay. way, hang on, Randy. Hang on, Randy. Folks, this is just jury tampering. That's all that's going on. It's illegal. It's jury tampering. It's jury tampering. And I wonder if. Uh, you know, they trace uh, the release of the the leak at the Supreme Court. They've traced, traced it to one of uh, Sotomayor's uh, law clerks. I wonder if she knew. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, she ought to be, she ought to be disbarred, Coach, when she when yep. finds out. But anyway, 
Coach, why did they fear John? Why did Herod fear John? That To me, that's the whole question. That's probably where you're going. But I tell you why he feared him. Because he was a man of justice and righteousness. He was the good. Look, Coach, why, why, when we go to these situ, every situation we go to and we bring justice and righteousness, we bring the fear of God. But, but how many Christians really are righteous and just and for justice? Very few. Well, they won't go there to that place because they just won't. But, but when we do, we bring the judgment of God, Coach. That's what That's right. He was afraid of the judgment of God coming down on him. And I'm telling you, when we become the Elijahs that we're supposed to be in this country, and we, we go to these places, they're going to look at us, and they are going to fear us because they are Amen. afraid. I don't do this. The judgment of God is going to fall on me like it did with Elijah on Baal, with, with the prophets of Baal. That, that's Myra, we're I'm sorry. Myra, which verse did you read today that says uh, just the Lord loves justice and judgment? What scripture was that? Coach, let me find it. Let okay. Me there. Me to my Your notes. Lord loves justice. Folks. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've been, we've been so we've been so messed up. I think it's I think it's in Proverbs. Yeah, uh, it is uh, Proverbs 213, 21.3, Proverbs 21.3. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Proverbs to do justice and To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Folks, you want to please the Lord? You want to please the Lord? Then do justice and judgment. Do the exact thing that the that the world tells us we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to judge. We're not supposed to judge. We we need justice for the preborn church. We need justice for the preborn. And you can't have justice if there is no judgment. Mercy follows judgment. Justice, judgment. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. No, we want to have my people who are called by my name. Well, humble. We want to humble ourselves and pray and seek our. But we don't even seek His face. We don't even do that because if we really were to seek His face, we would understand how His heart is grieved and how ticked off He is that we're murdering babies. If you were really seeking His face, you would know that. You would know that. But we think He's okay. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Jesus is just all right with me, right? Doobie Brothers, wasn't it? Jesus just all right with everything that's going on. He just loves me. He loves me. They're, they're murdering his little creation. But he's, he's all right with me. He's just all right with me. Who am I to judge? Oh, I'm not judge. Folks, we are so winning, and it is so time for us to go to the juggler. The Lord for the juggler. The Lord has opened an effective window for us now to move in. But now we're going to sit home and humble ourselves and pray and seek his face. That's, that's, uh, sometimes I can't even stand listening to me. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, some of this stuff you're sharing, I'm coming on to the ninth month of school board meetings. Ninth so month. we're going from the juggler on this last one, and I'm warning, there was awakening is coming, and they're about to lose. Yeah, I mean, we'll use some of the scripture, and we'll just warn them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen, Jeff. So let me let me let me give you some. Go ahead, Kevin, real quickly. While you're doing that, pull up number one. Pull up number one and get number two ready. Go go ahead, uh, Kevin. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, this isn't just a case of jury tampering. This was also a dog whistle to the lawmakers to pack yes. the court now, and that's what nice. they're screaming outside: pack the court, pack the court. If you can't win, change the rules. All they all they can do is cheat. All they can do is cheat, right? All they can do is cheat. Change the rules and cheats. All they can do. And remember, the Lord loves justice and judgment. It doesn't mean it's like I always want to blame the umpires, right? How about this one, folks? A Florida mom's filing suit after the child was transitioned at school without her consent. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Can can you can keep scrolling down a bit? Uh, where is it? Keep going. There it is. There it is. This is un- this is unbelievable. Play a couple minutes of this. 
Joining us now on stage no, is January. No, this is, stop it. Okay, trust me. They're turning this lady's child, uh, this lady's daughter into a boy, and they didn't even tell her they were doing it. And evidence is showing that this is going on all across America. Now, if this was happening to the left, what would they be doing? Would they be uh, humbling themselves and praying and seeking his face? Would they be out blocking doors and slinging blood? You say, well, coach, we don't want to act like them. No, we don't want to act like them. But the scripture says we can learn from them. Their techniques are effective. If we could get a live feed right now, I promise you there are Luciferians outside the Supreme Court right now. I promise you they are. It's jury tampering, friends, jury tampering. We don't jury tamper. We have a march, 50,000 people, 500,000 people once a year, march for life, and then we don't, we don't, we don't do anything. And I think of the heroes like uh, Janet uh, Fold reporter and, and, and Candace Keller and those who fought so daggone hard for 50 years, however many years, 50 years to stop the killing of unborn babies and couldn't get any movement out of the church to stand up and do it. We couldn't bring any pressure, couldn't do it. Why? Because we wouldn't go for the juggler. We wanted to win by being nice. You can't win by being nice. It doesn't work. You can be nice and play hard and win, but you don't win by being nice. It's war. They have guns and bullets, bombs, hang grenades. It's war. We're hang grenade catchers. That's what we are. We're bomb catchers. Oh, yeah, throw it over here. Huh? They burn down the city, and they say it's peaceful. We do a peaceful demonstration in the Washington, D.C., and they say it's violent. Come on, man. Wake up. Jeff, now. Come on. Jeff, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I was uh, fixing up there. Um, I've been going to the city council so many years now, and guess mm-hmm. what? They moved this, the public comment from five minutes to three minutes to shut me up. Good, good for you. They ain't listening. Hey, Jeff, they ain't listening to you anyway. And by the way, when you go speak at a meeting, you're speaking for the Lord, okay? You're just speaking for the Lord. Don't worry about them. Don't even worry about them. They hate you, man. You're speaking on behalf of the Lord. Don't worry about them. Their faces they're going to make at you and the rules they're going to make. Who cares? Who cares? I want to show you they're losing. Which one did I tell you to pull up there, Spencer? Pull up uh, number number two. Number two. This is a good one. This is a good one. You, you, ever, you ever hear the, um, the other side saying they're losing? About to watch it. Put it at 1.5 speed, if you could, real quick, Spence. <clears throat> 1.5 speed. Chuck Todd, whatever this guy's name, I don't even know his name. Listen, they're losing. They want us to know they're losing. This is, folks, this is fascinating. They're going to show you the number of counties that Bill Clinton won, the number of counties Obama won and the number of counties Biden won. It's staggering. A lot of it has to do with the cheating that's going on. Go ahead. Welcome back. Taking a look at election results over the past few decades, it shows us a flashing warning side for Democrats as the nation's urban-rural divide has deepened. Democrats have increasingly lost support in rural America. In 1996, then-President Clinton, he won a whopping 1,117 counties, rural counties, including all but 20 of Iowa's 99 counties. Basically, he won half of the nation's rural counties. But in 2008, Barack Obama won less than half of that, just 455 rural counties, even though he had won a popular vote by seven points nationwide. That's all the rural counties he can win. Fast forward to 2020, the number shrunk again. Joe Biden won just 194 counties. That's just 17% of the total that Bill Clinton won in 1996. And the latest NBC News polling shows you that the problem has not gone away. It's gotten worse. Trust me, Terry McAuliffe in Virginia knows this. Yes, Democrats have an advantage in the urban areas, 24 points on the generic congressional ballot. But as you move out geographically, the Democratic numbers shrink and the Republican numbers grow and grow big time. 34 points right now, the number appears to be growing. For our current episode of Meet the Press Reports, I traveled to Iowa. I talked to voters about why the Democratic Party is simply hemorrhaging rural support. Do you feel as if simply having a D next to your name is what you lost? Yes. Patty Rupp lost her state house seat representing Clayton County in 20. 20- 2016. We had a picture taken with Hillary Clinton stop by, as all candidates do, and I foolheartedly, I guess now. Okay, you can cut it off. They're admitting they're losing, friends. They are telling us they're losing. Do you understand this? They are telling. Now we can, we can, we could take the first team out. We've got the game won. We could take the first team out, or we could run up the score. How many out there vote we run up the score? Anybody vote we run up the score? 
Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Hillary squawked yeah. yesterday about the abortion thing. Myra, come in. Spencer, get up the uh, email that says uh, mind control on it. I think it says standalone. Go ahead, uh, Myra. Yes. Yes, Coach. In regard to uh, Herophy or John, um, the Bible verse from Craig and Randy, um, I say, Arise and shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So the light is going to shine upon us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we do this by renewing our mind, all right? I got this. Uh, this was part of a YouTube video, and I just captured it. The many methods of mind manipulation, the many, many way that they control our mind. Because remember, it's a battleground of the mind, right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. How do they control your mind? Where's uh, This is some of the many ways they manipulate you. TV programming, social media. Mimetrics. I don't even know what mimetics is. Sorry. The illusion of choice. You don't really have a choice. They make you think you have a choice between Republicans and Democrats, but you don't really have a choice. Social engineering. Programming all of those around to boo you when you walk into a meeting, Jeff. Propaganda. False trust. Subliminal messaging. In other words, creating a queer Snow White, stuff Disney kind of does subliminally to your children. Predictive programming. They set you up so they prepare you for what's coming down the road. Normalization. Normalization. They try to make you think that homosexuality and transgender are normal. So if you think it's normal, oh, you just look away. It doesn't matter to you anymore. Repetition. Same message over and over. Thought control. Closing down Facebook, YouTube, all those things, the way they control us. Thought reformation, getting your mind right. Getting your mind right. Neuro-linguistic programming, language. Frequency, ELF effect. Man, oh man. Huh? Yeah, 5G. All that stuff that we've been talking about for how long? Biological warfare, stuff they're putting in the water. Trauma. Yeah, folks, we're being under attack. We are under attack in so many different ways, and we don't even understand how they are manipulated. You want to you want to be shocked? You walk into a restaurant, any kind, fast food, regular restaurant. You walk in and you look around and you see how much of this you see. People are they're tied to these things. They're tied to these things. And it's all part of the manipulation, maybe even part of the neuro-linguistic programming. It's part of all the electronic stuff, all the propaganda, all the stuff, folks, all the stuff. That's what we're fighting against. We're in a mess. Cool. Next thing. Let's see. So go to the one that says each campaign claiming Christ needs this. Remember we talked yesterday. I spoke yesterday about we need to get ready for, for next week's game. Today is election day, and we certainly ought to be praying for the outcome of the election. But we ought to begin today to prepare for the next election. We ought to be looking up, we ought to be raising up our own candidates now for the next election so that we don't face what we face today, a bunch of conservatives running with no validation of whether or not they're conservative. And we've been so desperate to get a win, we being the pro-family movement, whatever that is, been so desperate to get a win that we take compromised candidates. We take, guy, we take the lesser of two evil because we just need a win so badly rather than right now, dare I use the word, grooming the next group of candidates for the election two years away. And so I got an email today from Sheila, and she said this. I thought this was really good. We need vetting teams. Anybody out there listening? Angie, some of you smarter politicals, Mel, vetting teams. She said each campaign, can, anytime you find a campaign that claims Christ, we need a vetting team, not only for the candidate, but for the volunteers. 
We need to sit down and find out how deep this person's commitment of faith really is. Not whether or not they agree with the rapture, not whether or not, not theological, but deep moral convictions about life and about marriage. and about, We need to have a vetting team so that we don't end up with six different candidates and we're trying to pick the best one. This team needs to access to the voter rolls on how individuals voted in previous elections. We had a, like Jim Renacy. I just saw another pro-family group supports Jim Renacy. Well, has anybody vetted him? Anybody really sat down and looked at his voting? Is anybody doing that? Or are we just hungry for a victory? Take the best guy with the best chance to win. You need to see the way they, that, that way we can review their voting history. If there's someone who voted for the opposite party, then the vetting team will have a meeting with them about their voting history. But they may have changed parties. Look out. We can't just take whoever puts their name on the ballot is the point that she's making. We need to begin doing this now, raising up candidates now. There are different roles to consider. The roles are purchased by the campaigns, according to area, past elections, voting roles she's talking about. There are the same roles list that the campaign use for walking precincts. If we seriously want to win with Christian candidates, we need to to, uh, engage in some of this right here. Warning, sadly, I've seen excellent, hardworking vetting teams lose their way, and support other candidates, even the vetting teams, have to be held accountable, right? I thought that's uh, some great advice there, uh, uh, Sheila. Appreciate, appreciate you giving it. Somebody come on in here. I'm, I'm uh, rolling down through here. Open it up. Your opinion. Your opinion on the Supreme Court. Your opinion on what we have to do next. Your opinion. Come on in, Silver. Coach, yep. I was not aware of, well, I was aware of the issue of the leak before I went to bed. I said, wow. And that, you know, that's just not supposed to happen. So I went to bed and I, the Lord awoke me at 141 this morning. And I had had a, a vision or a dream of me telling people how to pray, that kind of thing and what to pray for. And the Lord showed me to to set up somehow, I ain't sure yet how, a prayer network for this and for other things that are going to happen in the country. But he gave me Psalm 141 to to actually read. And, you know, I mean, I just... Can you throw it up there, Spencer? Throw up Psalm 141. If he could put up the NASB 95 version... That that would be uh, better. Perfect. An evening prayer for sanctification and protection. A psalm of David. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be counted as incense before you. The lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing to practice deeds of wickedness with men who do iniquity. Oh, boy. Let the righteous smite me in kindness and reprove me. It is oil upon the head. Do Mm. not let my head refuse it. For still my prayer is against their wicked deeds. Amen. Their judges are thrown down by the sides of the rock. Amen. And they hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks open the earth, our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. Mm. For my eyes are toward you, O God, the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Amen. Keep me from the jaws of the trap they have set for me and from the snares of those who do iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets. Yes, Lord. Let the wicked fall into their own nets. While I pass by safely. Yeah. So I'm working on it. (laughs) Joe, we need... Yeah. Well, part part of the issue, again, this is a whole different subject, though. 
Folks, we need re-education on prayer. The, 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 first of all, the most powerful thing that you can do is pray the word. Pray the word. The word is where the power lies. And if you think about it, I'm talking about me now, all right? Talking about my wife, talking about our family. We had to learn, the Bible says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There are three conditions there, friends. Effectual, fervent, and righteous. If your prayer life is not effectual, you want it to be effectual. In other words, do you want it to do what it was designed to do? Do you want it to be fervent? Not meaning lying on the floor and rolling around and crying and screaming. That would be a good word to look up for me real quick there, Mr. Webster. By the way, Dale Sosha, I, you, gotta, you wouldn't, Dale Sosha found an 1850 original Webster's Dictionary. It's about that thick. They are unbelievable. One of the nicest gifts I've ever received in my life. Wow. Coach, yeah, that, that was a, that was, is a unique story behind that. But anyway, when, when I received that, it's been probably a year. It's a collector's um, piece. I'm just telling you, you can go online, see them cheap, whatever. You can see them up. But the reason why I thought of you, I said, you know, if the internet goes down and the system goes down, coach, you'll always have the Webster's <laughs> book to go back to for yep. your words. You're a good man, Dale. I appreciate it. Uh, so it was Webster's effectual, E-F-F-E-F-F-E-C-T-U-A-L. Effectual. What? The effectual fervent prayer. What's effectual? Ver, ver, uh, veracious. Expressive effects, effectual assassin, producing an effect or the effect desired or attended or having adequate power or force to produce the effect, the effectual fervent prayer. It has, it has to be a prayer that is going to have an effect. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray. Folks. Come on, Lord bless this food. Okay, yeah, come on, folks. We're at war. We're at war. The effectual fervent. What is fervent? What is fervent there, uh, Spence? F-E-R-V-E-N-T. Fervent. There you had it. Fervent. Hot. Boiling. Hot in temper. Vehement. Ardent, very warm, earnest, excited, animated, glowing, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Now, hey, what does righteous mean, Spence? Oh, this just plopped in my lap. Righteous, huh? Just, according to the divine law, applied to person denotes, denotes one who is holy in heart and observant of the divine commands in practice as a righteous man, just, equitable, merited, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Not just somebody dropping a few prayers on your way to the ball game. No, 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 no. I think this is what you're talking about, Joe. We have to, we have to learn to pray. We have to learn to pray, folks. We don't know how to pray. Pray his word. You say, well, coach, I would, but I don't know his word. Learn it. I don't care if it's the same one over and over. Michelle, right now, could go Psalm 91. She learned it. She learned it. She applies it everywhere she goes. She applies that when she prays. I can tell you this. Every time my wife prays, some part of Psalm 91 is in her prayer. Hedge of protection around the children. No hurt, harm, or danger come near us. No evil be false. No plague come near our dwelling. Give your angels charge over us to guide us in all of our ways. Just take a look at Psalm 91 and memorize parts of Pull that up there real quick, Spencer. I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to grab this, but this is, this is good. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. You know me. I'm a King James guy. <clears throat> 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Folks, you can be praying and say, thank you, Lord, that I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you, Lord, that he is my refuge and my fortress, that I'll trust in him. Thank you, Lord, he's going to deliver me from the noise of the fire and from the noise of the Thank you, Lord, you've covered me with your wings, and under your wings I'm going to trust. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you're my shield and buckler. Thank you, Lord, I'm not afraid of the... You don't need to memorize the whole thing. Memorize certain parts of it and use it effectually in your prayer life. A thousand's going to fall by your side. Ten thousand in my right hand. It isn't coming near me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Only with mine eyes am I going to see the reward of the wicked. Oh, yes, Lord. Do you get it, folks? Do you get it? Do you get it? That makes the prayer powerful. It makes it power. It makes it effectual. Why? It's the word of the Lord. Our Father is short and hallowed be thy name. Well, yeah, but that's rote, isn't it, for the most part? Because you made the Lord my refuge, even the most high my habitation, there shall be no... What's verse 10? What's verse 10? What's verse 10, Spencer? Wake up, Spencer! There! There shall be no evil before me, and no plagues coming near me. My wife, when she prays, when even when she doesn't pray Psalm 91, in every prayer, Michelle prays. Some of this comes out. Some of this psalm comes out. Folks, this is weaponry. These are, these are arrows. These are bullets. These are AR-15 shells. Shall trample on the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon. Trample them under my feet, Lord. That's what I'm going to do, Lord. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to call upon me, and I'm going to answer you, Lord. You're going to be with me in trouble. You're going to deliver me. Thank you, Lord. For the long life you're going to set. Folks, you can come on, man. Come on. Listen, we have to go to war with the word. Go ahead, Silver. Coach, I was going to say, when you use the term effectual, what is always meant to be, to me, is it is accurate. Yes. Okay. Accurate as to achieving the the object of the prayer. That's right. And, and that it gets results. Amen. Lord, gird up those Supreme Court justices. Lord, let the fear of God fall upon them right now. Fall upon John Roberts. Let it fall upon Kavanaugh and all the Lord. Let them rise up as a mighty warrior on your behalf, Lord. We believe you to do it, Lord. Do it now in Jesus. We break the power of the enemy over the Supreme Court of the United States. Let the fear of God fall upon them. Not all we protect. Protect Judge Kavanaugh. Lord, please protect. Come on, man, as Biden would say. Come on, man. Come on, Kevin. Come on, man. Coach, when you read the the uh, definition of fervent, okay, you perfectly or it perfectly described every time I've ever seen you get up and speak in front of a crowd. And mm. anybody who's ever seen you speak, I, I mean, that's a perfect definition. That's fervent, brother. That's right, brother. Huh? It's it should be what? It should be electric. It's like. Uh, often when I go, so I've said this before, often when I go speak, my wife will say, uh, how did it go? I say, I don't know if they heard it, but they felt it. They felt it. When somebody stands up and prays, they ought to feel it. You ought to feel it, fervent. You ought to feel it come out. Faith comes by hearing, man, what comes out of your mouth. You're not begging the Lord. You don't have to beg the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine God puts you on the front line, then you got to beg him for bullets? Please, I say, can you drop me? Can you, I'm out of bullets. Can you drop me? Can you imagine that? He said he'd never leave you. He'd never forsake you. Because you got those that weapons of warfare with you. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Go use them. Go use them. But you have to use the word. The word is the weapon, right? Hey, Brett. I taught Brett this. I'm not bragging. I did. Hey, Brett, what's that full armor again? You know how to put on that full armor, Brett? You put on the uniform, Coach, that full, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the, the sandals of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith to protect from the fiery darts of the wicked one, and the sword of the Spirit to go on offense is the word of the Lord. 
Amen, Brett, but I'm going to correct. They ain't sandals, dude. They ain't sandals. We went covered that last week. Your feet are shod. They've driven nails into your feet. You got you got horseshoes on the bottom of your feet because you're going into some rough places, folks. We're, I, we're, got, I we're, got football cleats on. Football cleats spatted up for battle. That's right. You ain't wearing you ain't wearing sandals. Come on in, Craig. <laughs> when uh, your wife uh, did that in Dale's church, I pointed out. I said Psalm ninety one twelve. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Turn to Matthew four six. Those are the exact words that Satan used when he took Jesus up to the to the high place and told him to throw himself off at the temple. And so the devil knows those words. So when you repeat those words, they have authority in the spiritual realm. But this is what's neat, Coach. Read the next verse. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent, and you shall trample underfoot. That's the rest of the story, right? Then the devil, stay back where we were. Then the devil takes him up to the high city and put him on the pinnacle of the temple. And the devil said to the Lord, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it's written, he shall give his angels charge. The devil's quoting the scriptures. Give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear you up. Lesson, anytime thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. The Satan is quoting the scripture. Jesus said it. Stop tempting my daddy. You stop doing that, dude. <laughs> Everything you say is a lie. Don't you come doing that to me. Folks, we're at war. Let's get on our war outfit. Let's get on our war mentality. We are winning this thing. Let's turn up the heat. Let's bury them right now, right here. See you tomorrow. Amen.